Is that a is that a DeLorean? Hell yeah, it's a DeLorean. What happened to your TARDIS? Man, screw the TARDIS. Bigger on the inside of my ass. We were stacked tip to tip to tip in there. Plus, Numbnuts here kicked the door out. Um, but how can you afford the plutonium to run that thing? We can't, so we converted this bad boy to run off the screams of the Call Guys listeners. Fair enough, but why are y'all back in the past? We bought Bo's a 10-pack of underwear. He is good to go for the live event. You know, that would be true if he actually wore them. Look, I told you that underwear snifles my creativity. So he hangs dong still? Nah, man. Worse. Much, much worse. How could it be worse? Well, Brandon knew about the future, so as soon as he trips, he covers his dong. And, well, he spreads ham instead. Oh, no, you mean I... Yep. You showed the whole crowd your tarnished sheriff badge, dude. So, we came back again to make sure Brandon does not traumatize the whole crowd by going full Burt Reynolds and showing everyone his rusty wagon wheel. So we brought... Uh, this. Is that... Is that a... Oh, yeah. Chastity belt time. No! Will the boys finally succeed in saving the future? Find out at the United States of Paranormal Live at Paul Brothers Brewery at 7 p.m. in Beaumont, Texas. Welcome to the United States of Paranormal Podcast. Sit down and buckle up for a lightning ride through everything cryptid, creepy, and paranormal. Hey all you drifters and hitchers out there, welcome back to another episode of the United States of Paranormal Podcast where we take you on a weekly trip through all things cryptid, creepy, and paranormal. He didn't fuck up! Well, well and then you did that. Uh, so we're going to do things a little out of order here. Uh, it's me, Logan, you're a host, and to the left of me, the loudmouth, Bose. Hi. How's it going, Bose? Okay. Uh, and to the right of him, we've got Matt Frisbee. How's it going, Matt? What's up, everybody? I'm doing pretty good. That's good. That's good. At least until the police get here. Yeah, we uh, we might have triggered an alarm, or Matt triggered an <laughs> alarm. So if you hear us sitting here doing a podcast about a cryptid, and all of a sudden it sounds like the doors got kicked in, and there's a cop yelling at all of us, that's not for omniance. That's, that's, that's happening. <laughs> so, but uh, we're back this week. Uh Fun fact, uh, we're not going to do how your week was because we shot an episode back-to-back, and I know how these schmucks' weeks went. Uh, spoiler alert, Brandon's was not great, and uh, it tracks, and uh, Matt had a decent time. So, uh, hey, Look at me, I have a put-together life. Oh, nobody ever said I had a put-together life. I said Matt. <laughs> well, I'm more of a glass-half-full than a noose-half-hung kind of guy, you know? Yeah, have you ever considered not killing yourself? I mean, clearly he considers it every day. He's still here. So, I mean, that's a thing. But, uh, okay, well, I mean, let's, let's, let's try some small talk that's not how our weeks went. So, uh, anybody see anything interesting this week as far as, like, uh, spooky stuff goes into? I know everybody's probably looking for their next stories and everything. Anybody have anything piqued their interest or... Uh. No, nothing, nothing, nothing much uh, at the moment. I've been watching some SCP videos, but all of that's a subject of its own yeah. rather than. I, mean, I was trying to do some research into the Vasilla uh, axe murders. 
Um, but after going through it, I don't know if there's enough material there for an actual episode. Uh, but it's a very interesting story, more on the cold case side of things. The hauntings are just more of, yep, people seen ghosts here. Well, it's going to be a lot of hauntings. Not everything has a ton of stuff, but I yeah. mean, we can always dive into the history and everything else that revolve around the said haunting. Yeah, worst case scenario, we can always make it up. I mean, for <laughs> us, we did find out some interesting stuff as far as like our first real case, the Amons family is getting a Netflix movie uh, that is already casted, directed, got director and everything, and should be out the next year. So that's interesting. Yeah, so being the biggest uh, paranormal-based show on the web, uh, I definitely look forward to my invitations to the premiere. Yeah, exactly, right? I was going to say, with uh, how Netflix is going right now, we'll see if this actually gets made. Well, I mean, they did go on a bidding war with everybody else and win it. Well, they just did a homeboy from Stranger Things to play one of the sons, which is weird because he's like 18 and both the boys were eight and nine when all that went down. They just lost like $50 billion in in value. Netflix is, unfortunately, being the founder of the streaming world. When everybody wants to follow your market and then they start taking back the things they let you have to build your credentials, it kind of starts to hurt after a while. When you're like, people used to come here to watch Friends and people used to come here to watch Frasier or Seinfeld and then the people that made Friends or Frasier are like, yo, we start our own streaming service, so we're taking our ball and going home. Well, the main thing is the whole they're trying to crack down on password sharing and people don't yeah. like that yeah i can't even begin to tell you how many people have my passwords to yeah i'm about to say as the person who people get my passwords to things my feelings aren't too hurt <laughs> <laughs> you start cracking down on passwords and stuff and then golden jay is gonna lose his discovery plus that he's using that i shot him the other day to do some <laughs> research because i tell you what doing paranormal research that is a great streaming app that now one thing i will say that's that's great for me is Discovery Plus is actually merging with HBO Max yeah, into so. one platform. So I get free HBO Max. Yeah. But I don't have to pay for Discovery. So, yeah, Discovery just bought Warner Brothers the other week. So uh, that's going to be the second time that DC content shifted for streaming services because they used to have the DC streaming app and then it went to HBO and yeah. now it's going to go to Discovery Plus. Discovery Plus is going to be where it's at. Well, no, uh, I think it, all the Discovery stuff is going to go to HBO Max. Why would you move stuff from your... Because you got, like, the HBO Max catalog does not touch Discovery Max's catalog. But there's more subscriber the channel. HBO Max has more subscribers. You figure you just swallow them up. I mean, why not just leave it two separate apps? Because they're not going to... Oh, no, they already said they're they're uh, blending them into one gonna app. going to become Discovery Plus Plus or and something like that. And HBO Max just rebranded. Yeah. Discovery so HBO Max. They're not going to want to invest more money to make a new service let's see how it goes the streaming stuff's getting a little ridiculous but uh i digress uh like i said we're getting our first haunting case is getting a big big release so that's cool hopefully that brings some people to us when it drops if people get on spotify and start typing in amon's haunting and everything like i said it's weird casting choice that they cast an 18 year old kid to play one of the sons when the oldest kid was 12 year old and a girl oh yeah well there will definitely when that movie comes out there will definitely be a chiller filler oh hell yeah we'll, talking about we'll, have, a, we'll have a viewing party on that shit we'll yeah. watch it. it'll uh, be awesome but as far as that i've just been doing my normal research which brings us to the table what i'm covering this week 
and I hope uh, you guys and the viewers all have their shots because uh, this week's a passport to paranormal, and we are heading across the ocean to the ye old land of Cambodia. Yeah, I was waiting for you to do that, you son of a bitch. I was I was politely waiting for a pause. <laughs> like, brought to you by Frisca. Let's not start that again. We're on a time crunch. First of all, this is a nice ice-cold refreshing Dr. Pepper. It's not. Shut up, it's audio format. They don't know that. Dr. Pepper's going to come at us sideways, dog. Dr. Pepper's like, I don't want to be represented by the podcast that had a segment on anal tuberculosis. All right, so we are going over the seas to Cambodia. Deep in the 500 million acres of Cambodian jungle lurks what could possibly be the distant relative of Gigantopithecus, or as the local tribes of the area referred to as the Tek-Tek. Have either of you heard of the Tek-Tek? I have heard of Gigantopithecus. Big old ape. Is that the app that all these uh, youngins are on? Yes, that's it. The the tech tech. I don't How think you could have said that. Any TikTok jokes are they going to be in this? Uh, At least three more. That's great. Uh, okay, <laughs> yeah, we'll get back to it. <laughs> okay, so the tech tech, or what American GIs fighting the Vietnam War would dub the rock ape, is said to be a seven foot tall ape like creature that has been well documented all throughout Cambodian history, from legends of the ape deity Harumen. To he wait, was Harumen? To Rumen. He is the monkey god. Harumen. Don't take it there. <laughs> he R.I.P. was known as the Rinker, the monkey god. Uh, and depictions of temple paintings of statues uh, to recent personal encounters described by locals and visitors of the region. Why are we calling this the Tech Tech? Would we have a badass name like the Rock Ape? Well, because, like, to be fair, they called it the Rock Ape. Because all these GIs that were there and fighting Vietnam, they have no idea what's indigenous species, right? So they they see like monkeys and this and that. They just like, oh, that's what they just give it names and stuff. They had no idea that the seven foot tall ape creature they were seeing was the local Bigfoot. They're just like, hey, that's the rock ape. We're like, and we'll get to why it's called the rock ape. But like, they were just like, they they like you guys think you're in Viet, you're an American soldier in Vietnam. You're avoiding danger everywhere you go. You're not busy pulling out your, meanwhile, in the country, fucking pamphlet to look at what wildlife should be out here. You know, you don't know. You're like, and you give names to whatever you see. Like, that's the green, no get bit by snake. And that's the red, it can bite you and you'll be all right, snake. Imagine seeing a creature of folklore and just thinking it's part of the indigenous Well, I mean, you don't, you don't have a field of preference. You know, you take Jimmy out of Idaho when he's 18 to go fight in Vietnam War. He doesn't know that there's not supposed to be a seven-foot-tall ape creature in yeah. Vietnam. Like, imagine somebody comes to the U.S., they see Mothman, and they just think, oh, these are just things that exist in the U.S. Oh, neat. That's scary. All right. <laughs> what were you doing? I knew you had a moth problem, but Jesus Christ. It's like, man, you. Re- I, I, we thought Australia was bad with their horrifying creatures. <laughs> you got, like you said, if you got no frame of reference, you got, you don't you don't instantly have that. I mean, outside of the initial being jarred by a giant ape, you're just like, okay, there's rainforest here, big See, monkey. Now that if they <laughs> now if they had a subscription to Discovery Plus, they would know. Yeah, that's okay. Okay, you. But my Dr. Pepper ad read gets shut down. It was, but, you know, at least his is legitimate. Your non-drinking Dr. Pepper ass over there. Well, you know what? They're not paying me. If they want me to drink a real Dr. Pepper, they can pay me. 
But you're already doing an ad for him. <laughs> I'm just doing my duty to get us a sponsor here. Then lean into the thing you drink so you can at least get it for free. Oh, I'm already working out some plans with H-E-B. Oh, yeah. H-E-B um, sweetened lemon. Yes. Actually, it's sweetened lemon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's get back to the tech tech or the rocket. Some of the more notable encounters uh, being that of the 17th century French explorers who would return to their vessels from journeys deep in the jungle only to depict the horrors they faced at the hands of a giant ape-like creature that stood on two feet that would attack camps and scream through the nights while throwing rocks at the explorers until they fled. So they were actively, like, they would go back to their ships and they'd be like, hey, why are you back early? And they'd be like, listen, man, I set up a camp and while I was sitting there trying to sleep, this seven-foot-tall ape creature climbed the trees, throw rocks at me, and just scream all night. You want to put up no shit? You go out there. See, I'm done discovering the new world. See, this sounds uh, like a lot like our friend at a Renaissance Fest this year. You're talking about Kyle? <laughs> the skunk ape? <laughs> he Cut. screams at tents? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Looking for bu- any bucket within the vicinity? Oh, good lord. Let's not get into that one. Save that for a chiller thriller. Uh, chiller filler, sorry. Uh, but yeah, that was one of the first documented as far as like not tribes people or like depictions on old structures and everything it would be the french explorers that came over there yet again not knowing what was supposed to be indigenous but being hounded and basically chased away by not just like one of these creatures multiple bigger than a human being walks on two legs actively harasses campers <laughs> like i don't like your ass get back on the boat and get out of here like throwing rocks at him and everything even if you're not a believer, you can't dispute the fact that at some point, giant apes did in fact roam these lands. Uh, as a proven with the skeletal remains of Gigantopithecus that uh, proved that over 100,000 years ago, these giant beings made this jungle their home. So there has been at architect- architectural, uh, <laughs> archaeological discoveries of a lot of remains of Gigantopithecus in this area. Which, for the listeners that don't know, that was a seven to eight foot tall prehistoric ape creature. Okay. Yeah. And so they just, were out there at some point. So, who's to say they're not st- still out there or a like, yeah. an ancestor of them? Yeah, it's very likely that something, if it was around 100,000 years ago, uh, that it wouldn't evolve too far from it, but maybe an endangered species when there's maybe. Oh, especially Less since than, you're having people document it. Like all no. usually deities come from something. It's not a lot of stuff like this. It's not stuff that people in tribes or stuff just draw up out of stuff. Like Zeus was made because of lightning and people trying to understand like what was that? And then they this. Uh it's not hard to say that a, a depicted ape god that was also notably like a trickster that would harass people was based on a human-sized ape creature that has been documented to know to climb in trees, throw rocks at people, and scream at them until they leave. <laughs> it's very easily to be- easy to believe that that would be transitioned into a godlike creature and depicted on temple walls. Oh, yeah. Why does this god keep throwing shit at us? <laughs> <laughs> That's not far off from Christianity, guys. <laughs> I'm just saying. Gods like to throw it our way, you know? Uh, who's to say they still don't? 
live out there. How easy would it be for a creature of that size to hide in over 500 million acres of rainforest? For the longest time, the legendary city of, I'm going to butcher some pronunciation on this, Phnom Kulin was said to be just that, a legend. But a while back, not even 10 years ago, the city that is the size of Berlin was discovered in this exact same jungle. Okay? So if you can success, successfully hide a city the size of Berlin in this rainforest, how hard would it be to not find a seven-foot-tall ape creature out there? Oh, yeah. Okay? Because there's people out there all the time. And we've been using, like, 3D mapping. We've been using satellites and stuff to map these places. And we just recently found that city. Yet again, size of Berlin. For the most time, people have been like, no, that's just a legendary city. It's not real. And then one day they're like, oh, my God damn. There it is. <laughs> Guess so, it's like real. I said, the, the amount of shit that is probably out there, in that same area, there was depicted a unicorn-like deer that was pressed off as them being like, it's a myth. It's a legend. It's not real. Until they found the fossils of said one-horned deer species scattered throughout the jungle. No longer a legend. It's yeah. real. Then they managed to not find the live one, but they found the skeletal remains. So it was there. The tribes people were saying it was there. You didn't believe them because you're like, oh, it's not a thing. We've never seen one. But it was there. Hmm. And it, the legend birthed from the actual creature. And like you've got these people that these tribes people that talk about it, not like it's a legend. They tell visitors and people that come to explore this area and to explore the city we just spoke about, they speak to them as it's a fact. These people that live in these jungles and traversing them daily talk about it like it's not like Bigfoot, like it might be out there. It's it's out there. Stay the fuck away from it. <laughs> you see or hear the tactic, you smell like to them there's a, a horrid odor attached uh -huh. to this creature. It's like a very like strong musk. And they're like, if you smell this, you will notice that the wildlife starts being quiet around the smell. Stop moving. Don't make noise and wait for the smell to pass and the sound to come back to the jungle. Because they are very much afraid of the tech tech. Because they it, it has been known to be violent. Uh, unlike its distant, its distant cousin Bigfoot, who many people claim to have a peaceful demeanor, the tech tech is very much known to be combative species prone to violence as documented after action reports filed by the 10 the the 101 I'm fucking going to butcher this as filed by the 101st Airborne Infantry Platoon one day while breaking for lunch near yet again with pronunciation sorry uh the Numoita Ridge a large hill that is known for the battle of Fulak the soldiers spotted a rather large group of rock apes emerging from the jungle Thinking these apes to be a Viet Cong soldiers, the platoon opened fire with machine guns and grenade launchers. The apes began to pull back into cover of the dense forest, but unlike normal animals, the apes seemed to calculate lulls in gunfire and use those opportune moments to move closer to the GI. Oh, damn. <laughs> so they clearly they were able to have cognitive thought enough to be like, when the pew pew stops, safest to move. And they weren't trying to get away from them. They're trying to get closer. So they're playing red light, green light Basically, with a bunch of machine guns. All while using classic ape dominance moves like howling and leaning out of cover to bare their teeth at the troops. 
Eventually, the troops would cease fire, but find absolutely no bodies. So this was an after-action report. This was a something that the military, the, the, the 101st Airborne, wrote down and reported back to the supervisors. Yeah. Like, this is why grenades and ammunition was low this day. <laughs> Big-ass apes. Another well-documented scuffle with the Tech Tech happened out, of, uh, out on Hill 868 in the Guangnam province. This time, soldiers are actually documented to have radioed HQ about the movement spotted in the jungle. The 30-man platoon was asked to hold positions and try to remain calm and to keep their group safe, just observe and report. Not long after that command was given, a very nervous soldier radioed Ben saying, they are surrounded by hairy human-like creatures. So now you have documented radio contact where a supervisor is having to write down what the radio conversation was like and a platoon of 30 men are calling back being like, we're surrounded. I just picture the supervisors come like, I call bullshit. (laughs) Pictures or it didn't happen. (laughs) Okay, so like I said, this is this is so far. This is two encounters that are documented by the military of these things causing issues uh they're using gunfire on them to get them away grenade launchers and now this is a platoon of 30 soldiers calling in and being like uh we're surrounded command thinking that they must be talking about a local monkey the species that was known uh, which was a small small monkey Uh less than less than two foot told the platoon to just toss rocks to spook them away Doing this just enraged the rock apes. The general claims that after that order was given, what he heard on the radio next was inhuman screams and soldiers yelling and even the sounds of gunfire. Jesus. So can you imagine being the guy that's already nervous calling this in, saying like, uh, Captain, we're surrounded by the ape-like creatures? And he'd be like, eh, it's just fine. Throw some rocks at them and they'll fuck off. And then you're just like, you, you pick up a rock and you look at the seven-foot-tall ape yeah. and you're like... Orders are orders. <laughs> and you throw it at it. And the tech tech just looks back at you. I'm like, did this motherfucker just throw a rock at me? Oh, you just this is up. You just did it to the creature that has been dubbed the rock ape. If anything, you've just enticed him to stand his ground and be like, no, I am the creature that throws rocks in these parts. <laughs> so, uh, so since they were hearing the screams and soldiers yelling, a patrol was quickly dispatched to give support to the soldiers. And reported back upon arriving to their location, they found what could only be described as a battlefield littered with several corpses of rock tapes and more than half the troops being injured. One even documented to be liberated from his arm. So something tore his arm off. Okay. So, like I said, it's it's kind of hard to like wrap your head around it because we come from a country where our cryptids are just in number yeah and also like talked about like it might be out there and then we're talking about these incidents of groups of these things that people like aren't there's a claim that aren't real attacking soldiers oh yeah uh and like document soldiers documenting it so like my question is you said there were corpses of these rock apes we're gonna get to that now you're saying like if there's corpses of them Okay, where are they? Yeah, like well, you think about the conflict that you're in. 
Okay, this is Vietnam War. Yeah. Okay. You're not going to first and foremost, this circles back around to as far as these GIs know, this is just something that's normal. Mm -hmm. They don't know that it's not supposed to be out there, right? Are you going to risk the lives of your men to pick up a seven foot tall ape creature that you shot? I mean, surely they have a camera though. To bring back to the area, like to where? You're gonna haul. You're gonna use resources to take it back to a lab in the United States. As far as you know, it's just an indigenous creature. I know if yeah. my ass was in Vietnam, I'm not gonna want to be like, hey, like, hey, uh, champ, go over there and drag that thing back to camp. When like around every corner is somebody trying to fucking kill you. Yeah. As far as you know, that's just the local creatures. You know, which is what like a lot of these people claim. Now, I will say that, uh, I'll get into it a little bit later, but there is speculation that Bigfoot and stuff like that was, in fact, a, a rock ape that was brought back to our area and managed to get out. Like, they people worried that, like, it was something that GIs or the military was like, oh, we'll take this back with us. Uh-huh. And that's how it was introduced to this area. And that's just one of them. There's no, there's no, there's no file or documents on that. That's just speculation. A lot yeah. of soldiers were documented saying stuff like that. To like, they think the higher ups took them back with them, and stuff like that. Which, like I said, that's all speculation. There's no proof or anything to that. There's all technically, there's no real proof to any of it. Yeah. Well, and it doesn't like their behavior doesn't really match the behavior of what we know as Bigfoot. Exactly. Anyway. Like I said earlier, Bigfoot has always been documented to be like shy and peaceful but you got to think uh pack like mentality if you're a creature that's by yourself for the most part you're going to be more elusive and skittish and want to stay away from other things but when you're uh i don't know what a, a group of rock apes would be called a gaggle or a murder or whatever uh when you're <laughs> 10 to 12 seven foot ape strong i imagine it's a lot easier to be like dominant and confrontational you know because you got your homies behind you you'd be like now my what i wonder is is it seemed like this these were very prominent back then and mm -hmm. i'm wondering if they are real did the war affect the populace of it mm. as a whole i mean it's entirely you, possible you if they were harassing Vietnam soldiers as much as they were harassing U.S. soldiers. That's actually in uh, one of the previous things I discussed. Uh, there is, uh, there was a firefight that was uh, documented where there was troops that were fighting uh, Viet Cong soldiers. And the Viet Cong soldiers started acting out. And what was depicted as rock apes throwing rocks at them from up top. And uh, it dispersed the battle as a whole. And the soldiers left. And when the soldiers reported back to that area to see what's going on, they found Viet Cong soldier bodies that had clearly been pummeled. Yeah. With no bullet wounds or anything. So they weren't clearly not killed by their fire. So they speculated, you know, the ape beat them to death. So it definitely was fighting on both ends. So I'm, and also, you got to think about how much napalm and stuff like that was dropped in that area. Yeah. 
So I could see the war definitely affecting how many of them were because it definitely seemed like, for the most part of history, they were more prominent for a very long well, time. And one thing to think about when it comes to the Vietnam War, too, this wasn't just a conflict between the U.S. and North Korea. This was something that started in the late 1940s and stretched all the way even into the 90s. Our involvement with the with Vietnam was only just a few years compared to the amount of fighting they've had for decades. So you can think all that gunfire, like if these creatures existed, this would have scared them and possibly how many they would have actually killed fighting in these jungles. Well, and provoking it like the so the constant gunfire and stuff could easily have provoked them into these altercations which would have led to you know them being targeted themselves and wiped out yeah i will state all i know about the vietnam war comes from mash so yeah. <laughs> well, we know. that wasn't even the vietnam war yes it was no mash no, you're right uh that was the that was the police action in the 50s well either way when u.s got korean involved war. right 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 that was yeah. the korean war well either way like it also they're prominently documented, like I said, in the Cambodian rainforest, yeah. which is close to Vietnam, but it's not in Vietnam. So uh -huh. also, like like I said, it could have been the the action out there drew them, their curiosity. Yeah. You know, apes, they're very extremely curious creatures, and drew them out. And then after that, I imagine maybe they pulled back, you know? I mean, because yeah. like I said, apes are smart creatures. They do learn. Eventually, they're going to learn guns hurt. You know, <laughs> now throwing rocks only do so much to a bullet. So, like I said, this is, yet again, a rainforest that hid a giant city for God knows how long. And there's tons of caves and stuff out there. They could have just retreated back. They could have dialed back and become more well, inclusive. And, they want to stay farther back. They want to remain more to themselves. Well, yeah. and, you got, and these are, like... Apes in general are tribal-like creatures. Like, they, for the most part, stay together. So it could have been that this was just... There's not... There wasn't a lot of them. It was just one pack of these creatures. And it's possible that just throughout all the fighting, they just went extinct. Yeah. Uh, and But but I wouldn't say extinct, because there is still very well-documented cases of villagers and even American and British explorers and biologists that go out there that report seeing rock apes or we'll get into it more, but like capturing like footprints of rock apes and like a presence of a what clearly in the the area depicts a massive style massive sized ape like creature living there. Which is like the way the foliage is moved or like mm -hmm. signs of stuff like this. Stuff that like smaller monkeys couldn't do. Upon hearing all these GIs speak of this hulking monster, Professor Voy Quay went out in the jungle in 1974 and never managed to find a rock ape. But he did find many giant ape-like footprints that he casted and brought back with him. There is another tale told by a former Green Beret, Robert Gale who is now in his late 60s, he claimed one night while near the Cambodian border, his team watched a few human-sized creatures scale trees nearby. Shortly after, the smell of a horrible must came over the whole jungle, and the jungle grew quiet, bugs and all. Shortly after, this animal began to scream and pelt the soldiers with massive rocks until they moved their camp. <laughs> so this circles back to, like, legitimateness for me, personally. 
uh, Green Beret is an extremely hard rank to gain in the military. It's something you bust your ass for. Uh-huh. And, like, I just can't fathom a troop of Green Berets just being like, let's go tell a story about us, the hard military men, being chased from our camp. With rocks and monkeys. Rocks and monkeys, you know? It just doesn't, to me, that doesn't, like... Why would he want to do that? Like you, you like I feel like it's somebody that would take themselves very seriously. Somebody that worked that hard to achieve that rank in the military. Um, but that's just like my personal opinion because you never know with people. Like people can bend truth and everything. It's just like there's so many accounts just in the U.S. military alone, and this rings from the Army to the Marines to just like the the Airborne Platoon we talked about mm-hmm. of just. Men in serious combat. Uh, some say like the worst combat that we saw as soldiers uh, in American history. Uh, dealing with this on top of everything just is, just staggers me because they took the time to fill out reports. They took the time mm-hmm. to tell these stories. So to me, it just gives it more. To me at this point, it's not even a question if the rock ape is real. It's the question of is the rock ape still real is he still are they still out there if there is how many are would they being considered endangered Mm -hmm. or is are they still in decent sized numbers they're just in a place where there's not a lot of people because like i said to the local tribes people it's very much a thing so it seems like they deal with it on the regular Mm -hmm. i just think that there was such a there was such a surgence of sightings because we were there our military presence was there and so it seems like there's a bunch at one time, but it wasn't the one time that war. And then we left. So, it, of course, it's going to die. Yeah, instead of being scared off by the gunfire, they were intrigued by it. And Yeah, it makes me curious, too, is is it possible that some of these were maybe mixed up with just normal gorillas? That's not a thing, though. There's not gorillas in the Cambodian rainforest. Ah, okay. They, it is, at this point, small, small monkey population. That's why... It's a big thing. It's like I said, like for them, they they probably most of them probably assume that it is normal there, but Gigantopithecus and anything its size died off, quote unquote, hundreds of thousands of years ago, uh-huh. and and it's been replaced by smaller monkey creatures. And like I said, there's nothing there. There is big things out in that rainforest. There, I mean, I, I believe that there's there's species of bear out there, but like a smaller bear, like black bear s style bears. Yeah, and a bunch of like I said, smaller monkeys. Nothing, nothing ape quality whatsoever is supposed to be out there. But again, this is the place where there was supposed to not be a giant city, and there was supposed to never be a unicorn style deer out there. Both proven wrong. Uh, there was a few interesting uh, shows I watched on it, and one of the shows I watched had Robert Gale, the Green Beret, on it, and mm-hmm. that was Destination X, which mm-hmm. is a very good show that I recommend if you have Discovery Plus, go back and watch it on the Tech Tech. Uh, the Tech Tech is also known as the Batutut. That's another name for it. It just depends on what region you are. In, in Cambodia, it's referred to as the Tech Tech mainly. But uh, let me get over here. Uh, the Batutut. Uh, sometimes also known as the forest people or wild man, is a pr- proposed hominid cryptid reportedly similar to Bigfoot. The thought to inhabit the jungles of Cambodia and Vu Quang Nature Reserve. Uh, other wilderness areas of Vietnam, Laos, and northern Borneo. So it's like it's like a species that they think is widespread out there. Like because there's encounters with it 
all throughout. And I think it's funny that in that region, a lot of their religious deities and depictions mm. are all, there's a lot of big apes depicted in that region as, as far as deities. And I like mm-hmm. I said, I think that circles back to being based in fact. It's just something that was a prominent part of their life and they started to worship it or think of it as a mischievous god. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see here. A uh, source of n- a number of newly discovered mammals by Dr. John uh, McKinnon. McKin- McKinnon claims to have first observed tracks in 1970 that led him to believe that the hominids, similar to the Gigantopithecus, uh, lives there still. Uh, so that is again, that's another person just being like, another professional person being like, there's so many tracks and they're not like fossilized tracks that like he is almost certain that if not Gigantopithecus, mm-hmm. a far ancestor of Gigantopithecus is still roaming in these places. Maybe not in large numbers, but it's still there. So like I said, to me, I think it's out there. To me, it's not like a Loch Ness monster where I have reservations, you know, or Bigfoot, like where I have doubt because it's just like, it's just, it's Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, the rock ape, the tech tech is real. It is a species that is out there, maybe in less and less numbers, probably in less and less numbers just because the sightings are dialed back. But I think it is still very much a thriving species that is out there. I just think it's one of those things that we have yet to document. Because you got to think, at one point, we thought the giant squid was fake. We didn't think it was real. And uh, what was it, 10, 15 years ago, where we got documented footage of a living one? Oh, yeah. 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 Same thing with the Megalodon. Uh, I mean, even just uh, in 2017, a new species of orangutan was discovered. Exactly. Uh, a, a large species of orangutans and that's yeah all of that is within we're starting to get better and exploring out into more of these deeper and deeper forested areas and discovering obviously undiscovered species uh, so it's entirely possible that a more intelligent species that's very reclusive could be lost deep within these forests that we just haven't discovered well, yet and another thing to think about too is how much are these uh lumber companies who are going through and clearing out all this land in like South America and Asia for uh, clearing out trees, how many species have they found that they are hiding or covered up that they're killing them off because they don't want to stop their operations? Yeah, there, there's nothing like finding an endangered species or a species that wasn't ever noted before to a halt. Yep. Well, that's that one of, of the theories about yeah. northern lumber companies and Bigfoot. Yeah. Is that they are aware of Bigfoot's existence and they keep it under wraps because they would be forced to stop lumber operations. Well, 500 million miles of rainforest now, but you got to think about what it was. Something that's crazy to think about too, because of deforestation, like it's something like 70% of the planet has been deforested of like landmass. So it's like how much, so we have explored a lot more than what most people think just because of that. Yeah. But we have these regions that are, more difficult to deforest and so we're just now kind of getting to it but like i said i after researching it this was a cryptid that i knew nothing about i mean i know cryptids but most of my cryptid knowledge is like within the united states 
Um, and like I know listeners were the United States of paranormal, but there is going to be times where we're going to have to take a passport of paranormal because there is other things out there. This we had huge involvement with this as Americans. I mean, the, the all these documented sightings and everything, we have them because American soldiers were overseas and seen it. Without that, the only sightings we would ever have to be acknowledged would be like zoologists and stuff going out there to, or biologists going out there to study stuff and just hearing what tribes people mm-hmm. are saying. And how I really doubt that, that would, a lot of that would have circled back to us because like not a lot of botanists are going to come back and be like, this is the tale of the tech deck well, that I was And a lot about. of this is remote regions where people aren't allowed to even go and explore too yeah so i just like i said it's to me it's going to happen every now and then we're going to have to step outside the united states and that's all right like i said like america did have a massive involvement in this and just like to me that just gives it validity it just like these we got all these soldiers that are just like not like i think i saw this they're like i fought this this hit me with the rock this Try to kill my buddy. This killed a Viet Cong soldier. That this these things hounded me and my platoon of Green Berets until we packed up our camp and moved. So that probably to me that sounds like that he and his platoon m- maybe settled in near a nesting area. You know. Yeah. And so these creatures, instead of conflict at that time in their home, they wanted to drive the opposing creatures away from it well that's a very common thing with i think ape species where their first thing is intimidation trying to uh avoid direct conflict well yeah you don't want to fight in your home yeah if you can avoid it because it could cause damage or like you if you're nesting there there's probably smaller there's infants there that could be harmed the best bet there is to harass and make big noise until the thing leaves and in that case it worked yeah you know but it did seem like if they were threatened, like aggressively, like via rocks being thrown at them or guns being fired at them, that they were not scared to fight back. Like the fact that soldiers were firing at them with machine guns and grenade launchers and these things were actively coming closer and closer yeah. just to show them dominance. They were getting right up on them so they could lean out from behind trees and flash their grins at them. I mean... That I just that's a level of aggressiveness that's a little frightening. Yeah, that's terrifying. Yeah, no, just picturing like an eight foot ape stepping in front of you, showing bearing his fangs. God, I would just love to talk to one of these one of these soldiers that, like, especially of that platoon of thirty that got in a firefight with them. Oh yeah, I would just I just like the, what that must be like because you're there to fight other soldiers of another country, and next thing you know, you're fighting. 12 to 15 ape creatures that are taller than you. I mean, that's straight out of a horror film. Oh yeah. That's scary as shit. And like, and we all know that apes, they can overpower humans in a heartbeat because we have smaller apes that have torn people's arms off or ripped faces off of people. Oh yeah. This thing is like, I just couldn't imagine. I would, uh, I would need to change my pants. That's for sure. But, uh, I know this is kind of a shorter one. We normally run about an hour long, but I don't have a lot of stuff on tech that. Cause like I said, the moment we pulled out of Vietnam, a lot of our stuff, like a lot of it fell off yeah. and not, not a lot of people are out in the Cambodian jungle reporting back. It's not big news. You know, back in the day it used to be big news. Like the, 
like either of you ever heard about that temple being found out there that that city god no exactly and that's a berlin sized city you figure like that would be big news but like nowadays that kind of news isn't as big as it used to be you know? yeah no too busy talking about elon musk oh and- yeah back in the 90s like uh, if they if they just discovered like a good fossil of a dinosaur it was on news you know and nowadays oh, yeah. people can find a whole mythical city that and nobody knows about it so it's just like the the conscious conscience of like humanity has shifted completely and this stuff stopped being what's intriguing i feel like and is no longer a prominent piece of the zeitgeist back in the day cryptids and legends and stuff used to be so much more in the mainstream so it used to be something that people like lived and breathed and now it's just like it's a very far back note yeah now you have to look for headlines yeah i'm in my i I love this stuff i'm in my 30s and i've never heard of the tech tech and i've never heard of that city until now and i'm an enthusiast so a a normal person finding out about this stuff is just like it just seems yeah good luck gonna happen it's just not uh thoughts comments gorillas are scary it kind of gets me i can't wait for us to finally get around to bigfoot oh yeah and like like i feel like the vibe for bigfoot's gonna be completely different because like ever said everybody says it's always like i saw bigfoot off in the distance and he kind of looked at me like he was gonna shit his pants and ran away and like yeah opposed to the rocket being like picking Uh, up a rock and like no we're going we'll see uh uh, when we do find do our bigfoot episode i have a friend who had a very different bigfoot encounter than what most people usually state for i would love to have for him bigfoot was not docile (laughs) And you gotta think like there's there's they're animals so at the end of the day they're gonna do what they gotta do so bigfoot like like 30 people might see bigfoot and he was friendly and then the 31st person met bigfoot on the wrong day yeah. and bigfoot's like i had i had enough of your shit <laughs> and then he's yeah it's the day bigfoot stubs his toe getting out of bed maybe his debit card gets declined at the gas station and he has to walk <laughs> next one are you just fine it's just a really hairy homeless guy you just pissed off people are coming over shitting in his land <laughs> like, that's where you go with that's what's making him mad at somebody shitting on his land uh but that for me that is the case of the tech tech uh i definitely recommend listeners uh like i said uh if you have discovery plus hop on there destination x i think it's the second episode is on the tech Tech. really great show i've only watched about four episodes uh one of the ones i watched was on mothman Ooh, yeah. It was really good, uh, which I can't wait for somebody to touch on Mothman. I thought that's one that you said you're in. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get on it eventually. Uh, but I think it's the second episode talks about the tech tech. Uh, I definitely recommend it for a listen. It was great to watch. It was about an hour long. I was sitting in bed. Kayla passed out watching it, and I just kept on going. I kept on trying <laughs> to step way later than I should have, and that's what intrigued me. I stumbled upon it. Um, but yeah. Discovery sponsor us. I fucking wish. <laughs> uh, but that wraps up uh, for the tech tech. I uh, I appreciate y'all coming out to Cambodia with this this week and uh, embarking on this journey to everything cryptid, creepy, and uh, spooky. This has been Logan with the United States Paranormal Podcast. This is a mad- known species of the TikTok. Ambos. Ambos. Keep it spooky, everyone. Thank you.
To support other Golden Mojo Entertainment productions, check out Golden Image Podcast, The Call Guys, and Murd Nerds wherever you enjoy listening to podcasts. To see photos and find new episodes of the United States of Paranormal, follow us on our social media, Twitter at T-U-S-O-P-P-O-D or Instagram at the United States of Paranormal and Facebook, the United States of Paranormal. If you have a place that you'd like us to look into or would like to share your spooky story that we can read on the air, please email us at the United States of Paranormal at gmail.com.